Jazz Heads Radio. The best jazz radio that's not on the, uh, actual radio. Welcome to another episode of Jazz Heads. We're interviewing people who are passionate about their music and asking them to pick 10 tracks that they think everyone should hear. We started with people who were involved in Wakefield Jazz, which is a lovely little jazz club in Yorkshire. And today we're with our very own Eric Parkin, who's better known to the world as Bootleg Eric. So, Eric, what do you have for us? Well, first off, I've got uh, a record which was recorded uh, professionally by AFC Records at Wakefield Jazz. and it's nearly 20 years ago since that was done. And it was a suite of music which Alex Sykes, who was a promoter, uh, asked Dave Newton and Clark Tracy if they could write a suite of music. And they did so. And when they made it, they, there's eight tracks on the CD and they all uh, belong to Wakefield like there's Blue Trinity and there's College Groove. <laughs> uh, and the main one for me is Bootleg Eric. And the reason I call the track Bootleg Eric is that uh, Clark Tracy was playing the drums and he used to watch me record. And it's on the in the record itself that uh, the reason he wrote it was he could see me recording, he could see the light on the recorder. And he mentions that I record every gig only by permission from the artist, (laughs) which I do. And um, they wrote this one and they called the track Bootleg Eric. And they also christened the uh, CD itself Bootleg Eric. And that was one of the main things I've... It makes me wonder why... I'm so popular at the club, I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> you certainly are, Eric. Yeah. So they wrote this track specially for the club yeah. and for you, and on it we've got Clark Tracy, Dave Newton, Alan Barnes, Don Weller, Ian Dixon, Guy Barker, Mark Nightingale, <laughs> Nightingale, Andrew Kleindert, uh, which is a real roster of top, top UK jazz it is musicians. Definitely, yeah. It is, and you can't beat it. <laughs> Thank you. 
fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, that was recorded uh, for Wakefield Jazz's 10th anniversary in 1997. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about what got you first into jazz. Well, first of all, I would be about 12 years of age. Uh, I used to go to Sunday Youth Club and we used to have a dance every Saturday night. And what happened, it got to the stage where uh, we'd go to the shop on a Saturday morning and buy a 78 record, one of the top ones that were, you know, for the week. And we would stick it in turns, each one would go out and spend three and sixpence on buying a 78 record. And we used to buy dance records. And then one guy came along with a record by Muggsy Spania, who was an American band. And that actually got me into listening to jazz. And then I got into Louis Armstrong and uh, one or two more of the early days. And then in 1952, I heard Dave Brubeck. And I've been a lover of Dave Brubeck ever since. I've got 47 CDs of Dave, of Dave Brubeck. <laughs> and that's what's got me, and he got me into modern jazz then. But I've always been a big lover of big bands. And I still like big bands now, but I like the trios, quartets, quintets, basically everything in jazz, if it's modern. And I like this new contemporary jazz. I've got into that now. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And there's quite a lot of contemporary jazz at Wakefield. There we seems to be a big range. Yeah, from we have a lot of contemporary band. jazz. Uh, last night was a, a, a good contemporary jazz band. Well, it wasn't a band, it was a trio, which was very, very good. Melija. Mm, Melija, yeah. Mike Lockhart and... Jasper Hoyby on bass and Liam Noble on piano. And it was very enjoyable. So next you've uh, you've picked Stacey Kent. Yeah, well, Stacey Kent, um, Dave Newton, who used to come to the club regular, well, he still does, but he, he used to come three or four times a year. Uh, he said to Alec, he said, I've got a singer and she's an American and she's very, very good kind of bringer. So up she came and she went down like a bomb. She was terrific. And she came regularly. She did six concerts within a couple of years. And she got very, very popular on the radio and uh, got concerts on in Europe. And since then, we haven't been able to afford to, to pay for her to come. <laughs> but the track uh, is one of my favourite tracks on uh, one of the CDs. And they call it... Let Yourself Go? Let Yourself Go, that's the one, yes. Here we go. As you listen to the band, don't you get a bubble? As you listen to them play, don't you get a glow? Step out on your floor, you'll forget your trouble. If you go into your dance, you'll forget your woe. So come get together, let the dance floor feel your leather. 
step as lightly as a feather let yourself go come hit the timber loosen up and start to limber can't you hear that hot marimba let yourself go let yourself go relax and let yourself go relax you got yourself tied up in a knot the night is cold but the music's hot so come cuddle closer don't you dare to answer no sir butcher banker clerk or grocer let yourself go smooth sound uh, I know now Eric in fact you're going to take that theme of smooth and just stretch it as far as possible um, I remember this gig and it must have been the most lush sublime sheer beautiful music washed over us all it was an unbelievable gig and so different from how Gilad Atzman uh, normally is and yeah. the impact he has on the audience so tell us a little bit about the next track well the the reason I picked this track is because it was the first time that we'd ever had strings at Wakefield and the sound that came out just knocked me over not just me knocked everybody over I think and 
is playing on the saxophone on this number is so lush, as you say. It, there's nothing else you can say about it. I think it's just fantastic. <laughs> so this is uh, Gilad Atzman, uh, The Orient House, with strings. Yeah. And it's all Charlie Parker numbers. It's Charlie Parker. Yes, it is. And we've got Frank Harrison on piano and Gilad on sax, and then a string quartet. Of beautiful, beautiful ladies. <laughs> because all the ladies, I think all the men in the audience just went, wow. And there were, there were, and the night was really wonderful. So an all-encompassing night of sheer beauty. Yeah. And the track is called Everything Happens to, to Me. me. Thank you. 
absolutely lovely. Uh, so now, Eric, uh, you've picked something uh, from Alan Barnes uh, and some work he did with playwright Alan Plater. Yeah. Well, when Alan came to the club, Alan, a regular Wakefield jazz, it uh, came with Alan Plater to do The Seven Ages of Jazz. And what it was, it was a story of The Seven Ages of Jazz, and Alan Plater did the narration. And one of the tracks I picked off the CD was a big fan of mine, Liz Fletcher. <laughs> and the song is Blue Note. And it was, I think the song was written for this project.
Blue Notes, it will blow your mind. Blue Notes is the place to find just how Horace Silver can achieve notes. Get on LP, Blue Note, never on CD. If your faith in trad is sort of shaky, and your figure free phone's kind of flaky, you'll restore your soul with Mr. Blakey on Blue Note. Blue Note is the very top. Blue Note is the land of Bob If you find Bing Crosby too harmonious And your fancy flatten fits you phonious Then your ears are waiting for Thelonious on Blue just heard Liz Fletcher singing the uh, Blue Note. And the, at the concert, 
Alan Plater did all the narration for this seven ages of jazz. And it went down very, very well. And he, it's the first time that we've ever had a narrator down at the club as well. And everybody was very, very interested in what they did. Fantastic. So uh, we have something quite different now, Eric. Um, would you like to introduce the next track? Yeah, the next one is Stan Tracy and Bobby Wallins. And the name of the track is... B Bolivar Blues. Bolivar Blues is the one. And it's such cool music. And Stan and Bobby never played together at Wakefield, but they played together many, many times over the years. Uh, unfortunately, Stan's no longer with us. Uh, Bobby's still going at 80 years of age. Um, I would like to see him back at the club again, but whether he'll come or not, we don't know. And But this music, Bolivar Blues, is... I think everybody will enjoy this one. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so uh, next up we have Pete King. Yeah. Well, Pete King, uh, he was one of the first uh, musicians, one of the top jazz artists in London, uh, to come up to Wakefield in the early 90s. I think it was 1990, 1991. Uh, and he's been coming ever since, and he's very, very... Uh, where's well, a top-notch alto player. He's world-class, not just England, British class. He's a world-class altoist. And the track I've picked is like Peking, but beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, that was uh, nothing but beautiful. It sounds like uh, top musicians have always come uh, to Wakefield Jazz from London, from around the mm. world, um, from quite early on when, when the uh, from when the club was set up. How did you first get involved in Wakefield Jazz? Well, I first got involved before Wakefield Jazz started, uh, when they used to have jazz on a Friday night at, at the Wakefield Arms, Wakefield Arms Hotel in, in Wakefield, which was near the Kirgit Station in Wakefield. Anybody who's travelled into Wakefield by train have seen the building. And it's now a list of, it's closed now, but it's a list of building. And now they stopped the jazz on a Friday night and... And then about less than a couple of months later, I read it in the Wakefield paper, in the Wakefield Express, uh, Wakefield Jazz at Wakefield Sports Club. So I thought I'll have two pen up of that and go down. So I went down to the club and uh, that's how it all started with me. That was uh, late 87, I think it was about November time in 1987. And the first person I saw there was Don Rendell, a tenor player. And one or two of the old sweats might know that name, but... Uh, and then after that, I went every week. And we had a bit of a problem with the old amplifier. And Alec, who run the club, Alec Sykes, the promoter, he used to stand at the back, anyhow, the sound went a bit dicky one night. So I was sat at the front, I went and... Uh, altered the volume, messed about with the amplifier and got it working right. And after that, I became the sound man. And I run the sound for until, I think it's about a couple of three years ago, uh, I had to pack it in because I've got this macular degeneration and couldn't see the uh, all the twiddly knobs on the amplifier. So uh, Jeff took over from me and... That's the about the thing. And what made me think of the next track was with Nikki Isles. She's been involved with Wakefield ever since, well, before it started. She used to be at Wakefield Arms playing with a guy called Jim Burkett. And then Jim Burkett came and started at Wakefield. And then he, he was a, a teacher at um, Leeds College of Music. And then he got a, a better job at, at Newcastle University. So he left Leeds and went to Newcastle. So he came down a couple of times on a Friday, but he found out it was a bit too far to travel every Friday. And it just developed from there. And Nicky Isles came quite regular then playing, uh, did the backing for artists that we had. And since then, Nicky has become the patron of Wakefield Jazz. Mm. Uh, she lives in London now, a very, very busy lady. Uh, but she does come, not very often, but she still keeps coming to the club. Great. And what's the uh, what's the track you have for us? Uh, it's... In Your Sweet Way? In Your Own Sweet Way. In which Your Own written, Sweet Way. In Your Own Sweet Way, which was written by Dave Brewett, by the way. Oh, right. Yes. A lot of people think it sounds a bit like Waltz for Debbie... Uh, which is the Bill Evans number mm -hmm. and the track are very, very similar. Lovely.
so uh, not only do we get some fantastic musicians at the club, uh, we've also had some world premieres. And I know you've uh, chosen something by uh, Guy Barker, who had a world premiere at Wakefield Jazz. Uh, tell us about that and tell us why he chose Wakefield Jazz yeah. to launch the project. Yeah, well, the, the thing that I've chosen is from the Amadeus Suite. And he Guy wanted to record the gig at Wakefield, but he found out that the room uh, wasn't particularly good enough audio-wise. So, but he did his world premiere at Wakefield. And one of the main reasons he said uh, he did it at Wakefield was because of the audience was so respective and which the audience at Wakefield, as good as any audience you'll get anywhere. <laughs> there was a guy who came, an American who came, called Joe Locke, a vibes player, and he was halfway through with the music and he stopped and he was in tears and he said, Jeff Keezer looked at it on the piano. He looked in amazement to find out what had happened. And Joe Locke just said, I must say this, I've done three weeks at Ronnie's, which was hard work. He said, nobody listens. He says, you come here, he said, and it's absolutely magnificent. He said, I must say this is one of the best audiences I've had in my lifetime. <laughs> it does seem to have a reputation for an audience who uh, listen and respond to the music. Yeah. And, you, and you do, one of the things I love about the club is that when that starts to happen, and always I find the second set is always better than the first set yeah. because the musicians are really relaxed into it and the audience are really familiar. And sometimes the second sets are absolutely incredible yeah. Yeah. because uh, the audience responds to the music and the musicians respond to the audience. That's right. Yeah. And it feels great. Yeah. You get this all all the time, basically. It, you can... I always sit at the front, I always have done, and you can see the faces of the musicians, how, how they change to the audience. And there's never, ever anybody uh, starts talking or... I mean, at one time, years ago, they used to be at the back at the bar yeah, 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 yeah. Until we used to go and tell them, people have paid to come into the club to listen to the music, not to listen to your chat, and it stopped. <laughs> yeah, but we got uh, yeah, we got particularly hard with some of them. Yeah, <laughs> and some Is of them it? are still there, stood at the bar today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. Uh, I think I'm one of them, actually, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got uh, so we've got Guy Barker, yeah, and uh, it's the uh, Amadeus Suite and DF, DZF. Sorry, the project. DZF Suite was uh, another one. They played they did both suites mm -hmm. on the same world premiere, but the one is a track from the Amadeus Suite, yeah, and it's called Serpent's Teeth. Serpent's Teeth. I couldn't think what they called it, and I thought. Oh, serpent's teeth, I'll put that in the programme. <laughs> Great.
So now we have something really stripped back. Uh, it's a duo with Gareth Williams on piano and Dave Green on bass. Uh, tell us a bit about it, Eric. Yeah, well, when Gareth came to do this uh, duo, uh, I thought, short story, I'm sure that's a Bill Evans thing. Anyhow, it was. It was the music of Bill Evans, which he played note for note. And he was ta- I was talking to him afterwards and he said it was the most difficult thing he'd ever done in his life to play Bill Evans' music. He said, it's such a fantastic pianist, but the arrangements and the things that you have to do when you're a musician, which I know what they're doing, but I could never understand how to do it. <laughs> and Dave Green on bass, who played the part of Scott LaFaro, uh, who was a young bass player who died very young? I think he had a. I think he was killed in an accident. I'm not quite sure, but uh, the music is wonderful, and the track that we're going to hear is short story, and that was written by Bill Evans, of course.
So now we're on the, the final track, on the 10th track, Eric, and uh, you've picked someone very, very special, and that's Claire Martin. Yeah. Well, Claire, um, Claire just knocks me out. She is 
basically to me the best vocalist that we ever have at Wakefield. Not just as a vocalist, but as a personality. Her, her personality shines through everybody. And uh, the reason of Pit Claire, well, not one of the reasons is that uh, for my 25th anniversary, uh, Claire came up to the club to do a concert for me on a Sunday afternoon. And that was really wonderful. But when she got to the club, unfortunately, the piano player just didn't arrive. And she thought, well, what does a vocalist do on, on their own? Anyhow, <laughs> the powers that be, there was Alec and uh, Chris, I think, was involved and Bernie. They were all ringing around to see if they could find a piano player. Anyhow, eventually uh, they found Andy Cholleton at Leeds and he was decorating his mother's house and he was working in emulsion paint and he came down to the club covered in his over, <laughs> covered in white paint <laughs> and honestly... He got sat at that they were both, they went in the back room and did a bit of chatting. And then they came out and they went on stage. And Claire said, I don't know whether we've got a concert or not. Anyhow, Andy Cholton started on piano, played about four bars, and Claire said, Wow, we've got a concert. And away it went. That was <laughs> wonderful. Uh, the reason I've picked the next track is because it's coming up to Christmas. And Claire has done eight Christmas parties at Wakefield. And this year she's coming with uh, Dave Newton on piano, which she's never been with before, to Wakefield, and Ray Galato on saxophone, who is also a vocalist. And I think we're going to have a party at Christmas this year, a good one. And the track I've picked is Say Sibon. C'est bon Lovers say that in France When they thrill to romance It means that it's so good Ah, c'est bon C'est bon, c'est bon So I say it to you Like the French people do Oh, they do Cause it's so, so good Every kiss, dear, leads to only one thought, and it's this, dear, yes, it's this, dear, mm, it's so good, nothing else can replace, just your slightest embrace, and if you Darling, c'est si bon. 
c'est bon. C'est bon, c'est bon. Lovers say that in France. C'est bon, c'est bon. When they thrill to romance. C'est bon, c'est bon. It means it's so good. C'est bon, c'est bon, c'est bon. Like I say it to you. C'est bon, c'est bon. Like the French people do. C'est bon, c'est bon. Because it's all so good. Every word, every sigh, every kiss, dear, leads to only one thought, and it's this, dear. So good. C'est bon, c'est bon. Nothing else can replace. Bon, bon. Just your slightest embrace. Bon, bon. But if you only would be my own for the rest of my days, I will whisper this phrase, my darling, Cecil. Bon. 